up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by the nation. You're listening to episode 169. Uh, we're going to kind of recap a crazy week in Texas Tech Twitter, do a little Mike Leach draft. Uh, we're still going to honor the Pirate this week once again, and then we have a little bit of basketball to discuss this week. But to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks, you got to follow us. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings. Five stars for the Tailgate. Also, if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with a review. Also, give our social media accounts a follow. We're on Twitter at Tailgate underscore Talks. Go give us a follow there. That's where we do most of our interacting, most of our social media content all goes through there. But we do have Instagram and Facebook, so give those a follow. Also, give our YouTube channel a follow. Uh, We're posting clips from each week's episodes there. Uh, So catch some uh, top fives from this past season, uh, our Mike Leach tribute, all of that stuff. We'll post some other videos from this week's episode as well. So make sure you are subscribed to that channel to catch those. And lastly, if you have anything to add to the tailgate, you can always email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode we're gonna start this thing off right Dustin, well, it was a wild week last week for Texas Tech Twitter. Uh, lots of yeah. news was broken, lots of sad news, bad news, good news, all sorts of stuff going on on Twitter. It was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, Tech fans really didn't know what to do with themselves. It felt like all sorts of stuff was breaking. We were just at the end of the week begging for some good news. Finally got a little bit of good news, so... Dustin, just kind of uh, recap us on your thoughts on what was going on uh, last week and and how you managed to get through all of that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm glad by the end of it because most of the roller coaster was going just down and down and down. <laughs> yeah, down. <laughs> I'm down, glad down, by it. Was that a, a Aziz and Sorry skit where uh, he was just like down, 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 some more down, down, down. <laughs> And then I'm glad, like, you know, by Sunday, I guess Saturday and Sunday, it kind of started going up. Got the good Fardos news. Still don't know the details of that. But then some football recruits and commits start to come through. And we just earlier to, on Monday just now, like, flipped a DN from Texas, four-star kids. So, like, you know, we got Joey giving out the let's go Ric Flair a lot. And I don't know, one of the assistant coaches said by this time next week, we'll be one of the fastest recruiting classes in the country. So there's, there's definitely optimism and still more to come. So I think, I think we're on the way up and going to keep going up. Yeah. That the week definitely ended on a more positive note after starting off with the brutal news of, you know, Mike Leach and his passing and then the Chris Beard news came out and then the Fardaz news. And like you said, it just like felt like things were never going to get better. They're just, <laughs> just like get us through. And then, you know, uh, all those guys were hitting the transfer portal out on the football team and you're just like asking yeah. for some good stuff. And so, it was very uh, a very tough week on Tech Twitter. Uh, definitely up there in the ranks of yeah. like rough times to be on Twitter, where just 
not a lot of good news coming through until kind of the weekend hits. And like you said, yeah. finally some football recruits coming in. You flipped a Texas kid. Um, you got some uh, San Diego State cornerback yeah. coming in who committed. Uh, and there are still a couple more announcements on the way. Uh, as we got yeah. three Joey McGuire, let's go tweets yesterday morning. So I'm yeah. not sure I'm who not all as, those refer to. Yeah, I don't know that either. I'm not as worried about the, you know, when the transfer outs started to roll in. It was like Shanahan and Liddy and Reggie Pearson kind of hurts, but I wasn't freaking out about that because, you know, at this point it's going to happen. You're still not losing that many kids, especially like a lot more like SEC schools, bigger schools. I'm sure Oklahoma's got a lot in there too. Like you're still on the positive side, I feel like. And we also don't know who all's coming in on that transfer side. I mean, now yeah. it's just you just kind of got to do the math now of how many subtractions, how many additions. Um, so I still think we're going to end up on the positive out of all that. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Blanchard was posting that we're going to be the fastest yeah. team here in a couple of weeks. Like there was a, a recruiting post or something like teams that have top tier speed and we had like 10 guys who rank in that like top tier speed that are coming in so uh, we're doing a great yeah, job we get that uh, awesome p receiver yeah and we get uh, some fast guys that's, Western that's always Kentucky good center like everybody wants both those guys and we are top of the list so that that's a good thing yeah so we're right now we're not going to break down everybody who's committed you know we just got those couple news we'll after the season, maybe once things have kind of calmed down, we'll kind of run through yeah. all the new guys, all the guys going out once all the stuff has fallen. Because once you hit the transfer portal, like we learned, doesn't mean you're leaving. <laughs> so, <laughs> Or uh, you might not technically even be in it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of speculation on some things that we'll get into a little bit later. But before... We do that. We have another little tribute that we wanted to do. Mike Leach, we're all still kind of feeling that loss. And we thought it might be fun. You know, there's a lot of Mike Leach kind of theme stuff going around. Gambling Gauchos did a fantasy draft of players from the Leach era, nice. uh, which was pretty fun. But I thought it might be fun to do like a Mount Rushmore kind of draft style yeah. of wins during the Leach era. So yeah. uh, we are going to do that. Dustin, uh, how do you want to decide? Who's going to start this thing? All right. Got us a coin. It's even in an official Texas Tech coin. Ooh, fancy. Um, Nursa flag football when it was here back in 2012. Right. So you want the double T or you want flag football? Uh, give me the double T, man. We'll so double T. T. I'm going to try to flip it and catch it and show what I got. Double T it is. Double T it is. First pick for your boy. <laughs> So, do you want to defer? <laughs> take I'm going second, to take. Second half? You know, some of me kind of wants to just, like, give you that because I know the first pick and then maybe can get interesting beyond that. Because we're going to do a snake, like, right? So, it's going to be you'll get one and then I'll get two, three. And I'll get four, five. Yeah. So, do you want one, four, five or do you want two, three, six, seven? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the number one over. All right, let's start this off. It was let's a lot of fun, man. Looking through these games, though, and kind of yeah. reminiscing a lot of things and watching some videos uh, on a lot of them, too. So go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah it was fun to reminisce on this one. Yeah. But obviously, the overall number one pick has to be 2008 Texas Tech. Knocks off number one Texas 39-33 thanks to some heroics from Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree. 
Yeah. Uh, Crabtree pulls free touchdown Red Raiders, <laughs> something that we will remember for the rest of our lives as uh, the biggest victory that Texas Tech has really ever had. And yeah. so that obviously has to be my number one pick. So easy that, one. Dustin, to you for your, your first pick. It's my number one overall number two pick. I'm going to go to the 2004 Holiday Bowl against Aaron Rodgers, number four, Cal. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, and they were pretty high on their season. And then we were an 11-point underdog and pulled out the upset by 14 points on their on their ass. So that was a real big upset, especially against a big team, big quarterback. You know, you had Cliff versus Aaron Rodgers, so we can always hold that over, over him. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I had that on my list as well. So there's my that one off. Yep. So um, number two. Yeah, here's her. I kind of, I don't know. Um... I'm going to go – I don't know which one of these I want. The – I can probably get that one later. So give me the 2002 A&M game at A&M, the Wes Wilker down the sideline punt game. One of, one of the most iconic tech pictures, so I had to get an A&M game in there. Uh, it's always – you know, they are our primary rival – when they were in the Big 12, so always good to beat them on their own field. Yeah, I had that one up there on my list as well. All right, my number two overall pick, I'm going to stick with a beating Texas theme here. Uh, I'm going back to 2002 for this one. Yep, number four, it. Texas and Chris Sims came into town, was still had the hopes of uh, making it to the BCS uh, championship game, but Texas Tech spoiled that. Uh, led by Cliff Kingsbury, Nehemiah Glover, Wes Welker, and then boys got the job done to get a 42-38 victory. Uh, and Ryan Acock got the interception to seal the deal at the end. It was our first win over a top five team under Mike Leach, and it was his first victory over Texas. So uh, keeping my top two uh, Texas themed here, but for number three, I'm going to go I'm going to go different, and I'm going to go to the 2006 Insight Bowl. I'm imagining that you probably oh, had that one. <laughs> oh, dang it. Of course, if you all remember this game, uh, down 38-7, to seven, uh, Texas Tech comes back to defeat Minnesota in the Insight Bowl, 44-41 to 41 in overtime, the largest comeback in bowl history. Yep. Uh, at the time, it was alone up there. Since then, TCU has tied us, but it's still – a record and so that was um, a memorable game for all of tech tech fans it was kind of the jump start to graham harrell's career yeah. you know he he was the quarterback in that ball game and so um you know and obviously one that just kind of lives on when you make history like that it, it's something that you're going to remember for a long time so yeah i, I had that one as my next pick because i was a freshman that year so i was watching the game of course we're down bad but i had this pulled up somewhere in the dive into it a little bit more we've had to score 24 points in the fourth quarter yeah just to tie it alex truly hits a 52 yarder which is a bomb of a kick bomb. and he nails it i mean so the fact that you came back that bad and they were on your ass real bad you were down 35 to 7 at halftime it was yeah. horrible <laughs> it was like so, and they had like the best d end in the country that year i think uh i can't remember who but they had some stud defensive player that year so great, great comeback on that one. Yep. Yeah, 
legendary comeback. So now I, I gotta, had to get that one. So feel pretty good about mine. Bit. All right, so um, your third pick, Dustin. All right, so I'm gonna go. My third's gonna be 2009 at Nebraska. Okay. Ass kicking against Indomitian Sioux. Brandon Carter yeah. held his ass down. He didn't do anything all game. But the, by the announcers, you wouldn't have known that. You would have thought he's still a Heisman candidate. Brandon Carter yeah. had different ideas, but we beat them 31 to 10. Looking at you, they, Craig James. Yeah, I remember. They also kept posting that this is like their third highest attendance ever at their big stadium. Um, and like Siak said, Sue was a Heisman candidate as a defensive tackle, and we just put it on them. They never had a chance. Thirty-one to ten, blowout. Sticks. Sticks was the sticks was rolling, <laughs> but unfortunately got hurt in that game. But still led led you to victory. A good yep. one. Um. Yeah, so that's definitely that one. That a good one. So your fourth and final pick, unless you just want to keep riding this thing. I don't know. We can, uh, we might, I can go five deep. I can go five. But for my four, I think I can still get that one later. So I'm going to risk it. I'm going to get an OU game in here. Um, I'll, t- I'll take 2009 Oklahoma, 41-13. to 13, Pretty solid, just – ass beating of them as well um i had two oklahoma games on my list um so i'll take that one um in this fourth spot all right so you're got a lot of options to pick yeah you had how many did you have tell the people how many games you have ready for this i've got a i got a list of 15 and (laughs) the two that you took there were not on my 15 oh Wow. See, I remember that Nebraska game real hard. So, like, that well, was. I, I considered it, but man, what do I want to take here? So, I'm going to go with my fourth pick. I'm going to go back to 2008 um, for this one. And I'm going to take the following week after you knocked off Texas. The Oklahoma State Cowboys came to town, ranked number eight. Um, oh, you had yeah. just gotten ranked number two in the country. You had your chance to prove that you were, you know, that that number one Texas upset wasn't a fluke and you just destroyed Oklahoma State, who had Des Bryant, who had Lee Corso thinking we were going to lose. Yep. Um, and you just dominated them 56 to 20 uh, to stay undefeated and keep yourself at number two in the country. So you followed up like your biggest win in program history and you didn't let down. You just completely destroyed a really good Oklahoma State team. And yep. so. Um, I think that has to be up there because I think that's one of your totally. best victories ever. Um, yeah, I remember so, being at that game. and Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, anytime you can beat Oklahoma State, and that's when we were kind of keeping them pressed down. That was a really good, like, statement type victory after your upset right. of, you know, of the season last week. So. Last pick. My last pick, I'm going to – Maybe still your Oklahoma one here. That's fine. I wasn't going to go there. I've been saving a different one. I'm going to go, man, but I have two Oklahoma ones, and I just don't know which one I want to pick here. I'm not going to take it, but I had 07 Oklahoma on my yeah, list. I have that one. I'm debating that or Torian Henderson stretching mm-hmm. the ball. Those are my two OU games. And yes. I'm, I'm going to go 2007 because okay. Oklahoma was number three. It won thirty-four to twenty-seven, and not only did that victory wasn't an upset victory, it knocked them out of the chance to go to yep. 
the uh, the BCS national title game. I so, that game yeah, um, so that was a big a big win for you. It was I think the first uh, or you know it was a huge win o- over Oklahoma, and so you don't have a whole lot of those. So anytime you get to beat Oklahoma, it's pretty nice. So yep. I'm gonna have to take that one with my last pick. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, one. good pick there. Um, so my last pick, last one of this draft. Luckily, I have two games left <laughs> of my. I only had like a list of ten, so. Um, but I was saving this one and hoping it would drop to me, and it did. Two thousand one Texas A&M game, the infamous field goal post get carried out of the stadium game. This is a legendary game in Lubbock, and A&M fans that were there and kind of know of it still talk about it to this day because the students rush upset of A&M students and fans rush the field and tear down the goalposts. And then they were carrying them out of the stadium and the quickest exit was yeah. through the North end zone. And it wasn't as built up as it is now. There was kind of a exit. I don't know what you want to call it. Well, it's also where the A&M <laughs> band and student section or fan section was. They thought we were throwing the, post at them basically <laughs> so it, pretty infamous game for uh yeah tech in general um yeah and it was course, his first anytime. win over his first win over a&m yeah that's what i wanted to bring up too is he had a seven and three record against a&m uh as the head coach here so that's very good against your in-state rival all right so to wrap it up dustin run through your one through five that you drafted? One was 2004 Holiday Bowl versus Aaron Rodgers. Two was the AM West Welker sideline punt return game. Three was 2009 Nebraska kicking in Domkin Sue's ass. Four was 2009 Oklahoma 41 13. And then five was the 2001 Texas AM field goal post game. All righty. My picks i got uh number one 2008 crabtree catch to beat texas my second pick staying along with ut 2002 cliff kingsbury over chris sims and the number four texas longhorns Uh, my number three pick i had uh minnesota or the comeback against minnesota uh in the insight bowl Uh, my number four i had oklahoma state uh, in 2008, the number eighth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys at the time, dismantling them 56 to 20, and to finish it off, I had the 2007 upset of number three Oklahoma that spoiled their shot at a national championship yeah. appearance. Some, uh, I'll I'll throw out the other games that I had on. Yeah, here some honorable were, mentions here. Yeah, some honorable mentions on the outside looking in. I had 2005 Texas Tech. Uh, shocking Nebraska, the Cody Hodges to Joel Falani in the final seconds of the game uh, to beat Nebraska on their homecoming. It was the, like the first time they had been beaten on homecoming in like 36 years at that point. Man, I love uh, Joel Falani. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a ridiculous play. Uh, and I was at that game. So for me personally, that's kind of why it falls up there uh, on top of my list. I had the Torian Henderson falling across the yeah. goal line to – Oklahoma 23 to 21 on the very last play of the game. Um, I had tech defeating AM in 2006, the Graham Harrell pass to Robert Johnson that just dropped right in there between the AM defender. 
It's when Javorski Lane was on A and M, and they would just run it with him for four yeah. yards every play, and it was unstoppable. He was huge. Yep. I have another A and M Javorski Lane one when they came to Lubbock in two thousand and seven. This was after like Crabtree was off to a hot start and Jaworski Lane guaranteed victory over us. <laughs> and they had a defensive back who said they were going to shut down Crabtree. Okay. And Tech went on to win 35 to 7. And I just remember the chance of guarantee. Nice. Guarantee. Yeah. And okay. also Michael Crabtree went for 170 yards. Ooh, so good job stopping. Um, I have BJ Simmons out dueling. Uh, Eli Manning and Ole Miss in 2003 uh, for a 49-45 victory. I have Tech's victory over Clemson in the Tangerine Bowl in 2002. Yeah. It was Leach's first bowl victory for us, and you nice. beat them 55-15. to 15. Um, I've got the 2004 domination of Nebraska where you beat them 70-10. to 10. That was on I my think, list as well. I think that's their – uh, worst loss in Anytime you history. can hang 70, but then also have a 60-point <laughs> margin of victory. It's got to be on the list. Ridiculous. <laughs> and I think that covers all of them. So. Yeah, that's all I had. I just had that last Nebraska game left. So I was able to squeeze by there. Yeah, yeah. So lots really of fun victories. 2006. Inside uh, I knew I knew you were gonna get it that ah. next time, so I was like, I had to take it. It was uh, so the Holiday Bowl was number three on my list, and mm. uh, the Insight was number four. And you know the reason that the Holiday is because it was number four, California, and Aaron Rodgers. So, ah. but yeah, it was fun to kind of take a look back on on some of the other Leech games, you know, besides yeah. two thousand and eight, and kind of make <laughs> you think on on drafting that. So. Um, we post this video on YouTube. If you have any thoughts on any games that we particularly missed or how you would draft them, let us know. Comment on them. We'll we'll post this on Twitter. We'll post this on YouTube and everything. Try to get some interaction with that. Uh, but that'll do it for our uh, football segment today. Uh, we've got some basketball news to cover, so we are going to kick it over uh, to the basketball team here. Texas Tech got back on track on the basketball court this past week yeah. with a dominant victory over Jackson State. Uh, this game was in Houston over the weekend, and you win 102-52. to 52. So you drop 100 points for the first time this season, and you also win by 50 points. So a uh, pretty good day, to say yeah. the least. Let's run through some stats from the game. Demarion Williams led the way in scoring. Uh, he had 17 points, Whoa. was 5 of 7 from 3. K.J. Allen had uh, the game of his Texas Tech career where he had 15 points and 7 rebounds off the bench, um, 7 for 10 shooting. He's kind of become that six-man first guy off the bench for you, and he had a really nice game. Kevin O'Banner kind of did what he does, having 16 points. Uh, some notable other stats, you forced 30 turnovers for Jackson State. Wow. 30. That's quite a bit. Uh, while you only turned the ball over eight times. Uh, and then shooting wise, you shot 55.4% from the field and 46.4% from three. Those are great numbers. So Dustin, uh, your thoughts on the dominant victory uh, over Jackson State on Saturday? Great to see see us handle a you know pretty subpar team the way we didn't dominate them by 50. 
And then you had, you know, your kind of role guys really step up with KJ and DeMorian. <laughs> 30 turnovers is ridiculous. Um, so that was good to see um, and handle that. I didn't know that you could watch this game on the HBCU net, whatever. Yeah. So I didn't even watch it and tune in. I just kept following Twitter for whatever was going on. And at one point, somebody's like, yeah, KJ's our leading scorer. It's like, I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, leading or scoring at half with 10. Um, so what? Uh, you watched it though, right? What did you see? Yeah, I had it on uh, the – Tech posted the like Twitter uh, link to yeah, where, to watch the game, no. and it was free. So I had it on the computer while I was simultaneously watching the Vikings and Cardinals. Or, I mean, yeah, Colts I was watching that uh, game, which was crazy, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. But yeah, you know, for me, this was a huge game and a huge step forward. Now, I'm not one of those people that you definitely saw this on Twitter, like. And y'all were doubting us. Like, oh, we're back? No, calm down. Come on. We played a really bad team, and you did what you're supposed to do. You dominated them, and that's great. You took a great step forward offensively. You were attacking. You were creating opportunities. You were taking open shots. Like, you looked looked like a completely different offense. Like, 100%. And that was very encouraging to see because so far, it's been stagnant. But there was so Mm -hmm. much movement. You could tell – I don't know what the change is. Maybe they finally gave the reins over to Steve Green. Um, I'm not I've kind of sure. noticed like the pace picking up the last two, three games a little more. Yeah, it was definitely up there because you were moving down the court. If you had an opportunity to get a fast break, like you were taking advantage of that. Davion Harmon was great in the fast break. Like he was uh, creating all sorts of havoc. Uh, of course, he does that defensively, but then he mm-hmm. was just outrunning everybody down the court, creating opportunities for you fast break. KJ Allen was dominant. He was, um, you know, cutting to the basket, getting rebounds, finishing down low. He was really good. And then there in the second half, Damarian Williams just like caught fire from three. Yeah, that's made, like, awesome five threes in a row. It was really good to see. Uh, another little bit of stats, you know, Elijah Fisher had a nice eight points. Like he got to Ooh. play. So how many game. minutes? How many minutes? How many minutes? Tell um, me. I'll have to go back to the stat sheet. I didn't write <laughs> down his it. minutes, but I think it was double digit. I know that. Uh, Kerwin Walton got <laughs> some action. <laughs> Kerwin Walton got some action. He played really well. Um, <laughs> he finally got some threes to fall, so that had to feel really One good One that he for shot him. the threes and two yeah. made him. <laughs> wow. Shot a couple. He shot like four threes. And... Um, dad calling <laughs> um he shot four like four threes and i think he missed his first two and made his last two so it just had to feel good for him yeah, to see that ball elijah fisher 14 minutes three boards eight points love to see that Kerwin the 15 yeah so uh just great all around man it was, it was really encouraging to see not that everything's changed there's definitely like there's definitely you still got to build on this you got to take this performance you got to get better from it but it's it was encouraging to see after the last two games you know where you're just struggling to get offense you're struggling to beat a team that you should have just blown out and so it was nice to see you just handle business take care of it in the first half and then continue it in the second half so really enjoyed watching this game uh any other little details you got from this one really not a whole lot to talk about other than the fact that you took a step forward no that's that's good to see you got another game another kind of cupcake game in the middle of this week. So hopefully we can keep that trend going, keep that offense rolling. Yeah. So um, 
We'll hope to keep that moving with a game this week, Wednesday afternoon, early versus uh, Houston Christian, formerly known as mm-hmm. Houston Baptist. So uh, an early afternoon game before we head off to the holidays. So uh, I know it might be hard for people to make it, but if you got a ticket, you might find somebody who, who has the time to go. So, uh, you know, hit up Dustin. Maybe, you know, you can go see Dustin in Club Red for that game. But the last basketball news that we have before – uh, we get final shots and head on out for the holidays. Fardaz Amak, Dustin, uh, one of the roller coaster of emotions that we talked about at the beginning of the pod, announces that he is staying at Texas Tech, uh, that he is no longer uh, in the transfer portal. And so uh, we got our big guy back. We had a little rant about it last week that you can kind of disregard, I guess, now, but. Uh, kind of weird situation. So, what are your thoughts on Fardaz Amac and his uh, quick return? Yeah, <laughs> there's two days of kind of we don't know what's going on, and then he comes back, and that's a relief. And we're gonna get to see him, you know, sometime in the next month or two. Um, he'll be a great kind of addition to our rotation, especially come Big Twelve time. You know, with how our you know ankles and practice have been going, we're gonna need him. But especially like I mentioned last week, you built your roster kind of around him. He's one of your two big, big guys. Like, yeah. you know, you, uh, so to have him back and to help spell Bacho so he doesn't have to bust his ass for 30 minutes plus a game is a big relief. And uh, with what Bacho showed you, I think you can play both of them on the floor more than you thought before this yeah. season. Um with Amat kind of playing the mid-range or outside game a little more, but he'll also help you on that rebounding front a lot that you've been struggling with. So that's a big relief. Um, that's just the biggest thing of it is relief um, and joy that he's going to be there and says he wants to be here. Whether that's true or not, it doesn't matter. He's going to be here. So that's yeah. good. What do what you think of it? What do you, what's your reaction to him being here? Then we'll get into well, my reaction to him being here is obviously like I'm thankful for it. You know, I'm, I'm excited that, that we'll actually get to see him play. Yeah. I think that was the hardest part of it all is like we got this guy yeah. to commit who's supposed to be your best player, and then you're just not going to get to see him play at Tech, um, yeah. which, which was kind of the bizarre thing. Uh, and so to know that we'll actually get to see him play whatever time that may be it is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like him. I, I'm, I don't want us to rush him back. We know what it's yeah. like, you know, big big guys with foot injuries isn't easy. And so we obviously want him to take whatever time he needs to be healthy and get back on the court. But we obviously need him for those reasons, like you said. And like we've talked about on this pod many times, it's, you know, Bacho can't do it all by himself. But no. um, you saw the possibilities with this offense in this last game. And if you throw him in there, that's a guy who can drop 20 points easily. Just imagine – Imagine having that with uh, that successful offensive day and just kind of what you that looks like. Depth, so that's man, come Big 12. Yeah. You're going to need that. You need bodies come Big 12 time, uh, Big 12 refs. Or you're going to be in foul trouble. Bacho isn't going to get through every single Big 12 game without fouling. And so having him uh, back on your sideline and able to play down the stretch is going to yeah. be huge. Now on the other stuff of it, like I don't really know yeah. what the deal is. We've heard that. You know, somebody obviously leaked it to Goodman. Like, Goodman doesn't just post stuff just to post stuff, despite what Texas Tech fans think. Like, he is a reporter. I don't know if it's Amex guy or agent or, or whatever they have. Is. It had we, to be so somebody. That's a legit source. So, Goodman wasn't yeah. flying by the seat of his pants or rumors, but 
on that little note, I'm just glad Goodman looks like an idiot. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goodman. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to defend him, but I know he like doesn't post stuff just to post stuff. Correct. Um, do I think he took delight in knowing that it would probably upset yeah. Texas Tech Nation? Oh, 100%. You bet. Um, he probably was like, oh, yeah, can I get this news out now? And they are probably like, I don't know, wait. And he's just like, no, I'm going to go ahead and post it. He's like, I already <laughs> um, did. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. So I, I get all Tech people's frustration with him. But obviously, aside on Fardaz leaked it. And so. Um, Do you but, have yeah, any glad- speculation or what's your guess? Mine? I believe it was the health issue. The, the, I, I don't know if it's necessarily that and maybe some NIL stuff. I think it's all kind of intertwined in sure. a way. Um, and so, you know, what do you think it is? I, I wonder if it's on the NIL side of it. If he, yeah. I don't, and this is just me guessing, like I don't know anything, but I'm wondering, you know, people are like, oh, well, maybe he went to go get more money somewhere else or we gave him more money kind of deal. I think it's something on his end where he wasn't going to get some money because he hasn't played kind of situation. And he realized, Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to get any of this if I don't come back and play. Yeah. <laughs> so he came back to the table and I was like, hey, how about we revisit this? You know, I kind of see it that way. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if any reporting ever comes out on that, like after the season and kind of what it is, but I mean, a lot of speculation going around. There's a lot of rumors flying around on the Twitter. That was the other part of it is just yeah. a bunch of Coach Adams rumors, a bunch of coaching staff rumors. And, like, you know, I know what I know about it, and I don't really feel comfortable diving into people's personal lives no. on here. Um, and I don't like spreading rumors either. But, um, you know, you don't have to tweet everything you see. I know a lot of people are just, like, posting stories or outwardly posting this stuff, on putting people on blast. It's just – like you don't have to post all this stuff. Like, just be like a decent human every yeah. now and then. And you see something, keep it with you. Maybe if you want to share it, share it with a person off of social media. Everybody can see your tweets. <laughs> um, and so I, I get the frustration a lot of Texas Tech had fans had with yeah. people sharing that information, and then um, you know rumors or true or whatever it is. Like at the end of the day, uh, if you're putting out a good product, you know who cares about those rumors? But hopefully. Right. Hopefully things were corrected. It looked a little bit better Saturday. Hopefully things are trending in the right direction yeah. from there. Uh, any other little tidbits on, on that? Quick. Yeah. He got his cast off, so he's yeah. also had lots of people tell me they loved your uh, little wheelie tweet of <laughs> this is our only memory of him. <laughs> um, yeah. Nailed that one. But, yeah, he's out of his cast, so he's working on you know getting the strength back in his – legs and lower body and got to get his conditioning back up. So, I mean, that's going to take, yeah. who knows, three to six weeks maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I never believed Adams when he said beginning a Big 12 play once, yeah. you know, the start of December came around and he was still in his cast. Like, there was no way he was going to take that thing off and be yeah. ready to go in a couple weeks. So, um, yeah, I would I would probably say late January at this point, mid, late yeah, January. Yeah, that's what I said last year or um, earlier yeah. this year when it happened. I'm like, that's not yeah. something you can – get back from when you're a seven footer. Yeah. So we'll monitor that and keep y'all updated as any news passes. I'm sure y'all see whatever news on Twitter, but we'll be here to discuss it. Uh, But you know, this is the holidays. And so we're going to, uh, you know, leave y'all with that. 
uh, and, and do some final shots here and then wish y'all a Merry Christmas and, and uh, be on with it. So, Dustin, we had a wild weekend of sports, so yeah. uh, I'll let you take over with your final shot for this week. So I got we got to talk about the World Cup finals game Sunday yes, morning. Yes, we do. Um, that was, I mean, and we're not soccer people here, but yeah. obviously like World Cup final, you got to and two like historic programs and two historic players out there. You got to watch that. And it was an amazing game. I mean, it looked like Argentina was just going to boat race. Yeah. Boat race in France. Like they, France first half was just on the ropes, playing defense, couldn't get anything going. And Bappe only had like three touches in the first half. Yeah. And like they were already making substitutions before halftime, yeah. and that's apparently that's unheard of. Like, yeah, I got on Twitter and everybody was like, "Those guys were playing so bad," and I was like, yes. "Oh, really?" <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That that guy that gave up the first goal. That defender, they were like, "Why is he even on the field? He's yeah. terrible. <laughs> he can't defend one on one." Apparently, but and then like France is still pretty. They were more aggressive second half, but like. They were still down two to zero with like less than fifteen minutes left. Yeah, I think we're like, all yeah. of a sudden you get back to back goals in in a minute and two minutes basically from Mbappe, and they're all of a sudden back and have all the momentum in the world because you know Argentina yeah, is like coasting, waiting. Yeah, for and the then game. Argentina's like holding on for dear life as yeah. like looked like France was going to win that thing in the last. Ooh. Well, and then yeah, you get to overtime or extra time to be correct in my soccer terminology. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> and you know there was so much action in that last like ten minutes of regular time, and then all of both of the extra times, like so much action going on. When you got a lot of that like middle was, of the game was nothingness. Yeah, like it was intense. It was back and forth. You had counterattacks left and right, <laughs> and then like, probably yeah. the best play of the night or day, whatever you want to call it, was that last second save by the yeah. Argentina goalie. I've seen pictures of it. He's like sprawled out and barely gets a leg on a on a kick because that would have been game over. Like there was the best left. save in the history of soccer. I was about to tweet out. I was like, the only thing this game's lacking is like a buzzer beater score. That would have been. Like, it. I was about to tweet that, and then that happened, and I was that like, would have been it because there was three minutes of extra time, yeah, and they were like, they were just over that, and it was yeah, they were gonna blow the whistle at any moment. Yeah, it was the last set. Like, it was the last attack mm-hmm. last that you push, could do, yeah. and then after that, yeah. And, of course, you get the amazing end-on penalty kicks. I was kind of just rooting for that and hoping for it just because it's so so fun to watch. I mean, so what What were you thinking watching the whole thing? Dude, I was just in amazement. Like, I, yeah. like it was such a great game. Like, I don't think you could – write a better story for that game you have Messi and his legacy and he comes out and he's just like he has two goals uh he has the goal that you thought would win it in in extra time uh and then the other star on the other side Kylian Mbappe three goals you had five Uh, goals from the two best players in the world in the best biggest game it just like lived up to everything that everybody was talking this game up to be uh, Argentina pulls through for Messi, and he gets that like undeniable goat status after this. Um, but dude, I, I mean, I I I like soccer now. I think I don't I don't I don't know how I, it was no, so much fun. I, heard, and I know not every every game goes like that, but that's uh, I definitely I heard, really like, enjoy the World Cup. If you're not a soccer fan and watch that, don't watch another one because there's not going to be right. one as good. Nothing's ever going to top that. Nothing's ever going to top that. And uh, like. 
Honestly, it might be one of the top sporting events that I've ever definitely. like watched out of all things. Cause... Like it's definitely the best World Cup final ever. They're all saying, yeah. especially in the soccer world, they're saying best one of the best soccer matches ever. Period. And then yeah, it's definitely one of the best championship moments. Yeah. Like that's up there with you know like the oh, Texas USC like Rose Bowl game, yeah. like Pats any, Falcons, like some of those yeah, games. Like Falcons. Or, uh, Patriots Falcons, I mean, um, but yeah, it was incredible, incredible. Yeah. yeah, just such a high after that, and then you go right into the NFL, right into the NFL. Like that was the morning oh, slate. Oh, I didn't want to mention have all day in football. I didn't know how to like tweet it out and make it sound right, but Fox knew what the hell they were doing scheduling the Cowboys immediately after the World Cup right. final, and of course you just leave your TV on and go like cook lunch or whatever, and then it's like boom. Cowboys, yeah. first Jaguars. Right. It's like, of course they're on when everybody has their TV on this channel. You had to go like FS1 to watch the trophy pre- presentation yeah. and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, that was a great game. It was fun. We were texting with Arlie. Uh, I was in like another group with friends text about that game. I was on Twitter, like watching everybody react. It was just, yeah, uh, was like, great. everybody that and then the weight of it with the countries and how much it means the weight that Argentina was playing with trying to get that one for Messi and the weight France was playing trying to be like the first team to go back to back in mm. World Cup in a long time so I also love uh, those French jerseys the blue oh, yeah, the gold n- numbers and lettering those look so simple nice just great yeah great jerseys and Argentina's are pretty solid oh, like, classic of course it's a great jersey great jersey game um, my final shot's just going to be like the rest of the sports weekend because it was a pretty damn good sports weekend when you think about yeah. how, you know, college football bowl games on Saturday, college basketball games, uh, the Vikings coming back on Matt Ryan and the Colts from down 33. Overtime Sunday. <laughs> overtime. Uh, Cowboys and Jaguars, overtime. Ugh. Chiefs walk off the Texans in overtime, and then you follow that up with the Patriots debacle and the Raiders winning on the last second play. Like there's just so many crazy games and it all started on Saturday with the Vikings coming back from down 33 to nothing. Matt Ryan does it again. Nobody does it like Matt Ryan. Jesus. Um, Yeah. He's got to retire. Like, dude, quit. Just stop. Stop. I'm thankful for it because I started Kurt Cousins this week in fantasy playoffs. And I'm driving back home and I'm just kind of like checking the score and it's like 20 to nothing. And then all of a sudden it's like 30 to nothing and it's 33 to nothing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my ass handed to me in fantasy playoffs because the Vikings Because also have Justin Jefferson. And I'm like, oh man, nothing's going right for me here. And then all of a sudden the second half happens and now I'll walk away with like 45 Kirk Cousins points, 31 Justin Jefferson points and your boy's headed to the next round. So uh, crazy. Crazy weekend in sports. That was really fun. I was able to just watch and enjoy because I have a first round buy in my fantasy. Yeah, so I was just able nice. to watch whatever and enjoy it all. And I had to play two playoff games this week. Woo. Luckily, I might be headed to the next round in both of them. But yeah, really fun sports weekend. Just uh, really enjoyable. A lot of crazy games. Um, really good time. And so, uh, yeah, Dustin, anything uh, else you got for us this week? No, that's all for now, man. That's all for now. Well, we want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. We hope that uh, y'all all travel safe wherever you're heading this week. We hope that you enjoy. You know, there's football over on Christmas. There's a Cowboys and Eagles game that just kind of changed because Jalen Hurts might be hurt. Um, 
Jalen Hurts might be hurt. Um, Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts. His shoulder hurts uh, from the reports. Make sure you follow us. Follow the tailgate on Apple and Spotify. That's all we want from Christmas is for you guys to follow the tailgate. And give us those five-star ratings. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with those reviews. We also want you to follow us on our social media accounts on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And last Christmas wish is go follow that YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to catch all the little clips from each week's episodes that we're putting up there. Thanks for hanging out with us, uh, discussing, you know, Mike Leach games, basketball, and all that stuff. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.